Morning. Good to see all of you this morning. So today is our last day of 2023, right? And it's a time for reflection. It's a time to look back, see how our year was, things that went well, things that maybe didn't go so well. And it's, it's a time for us just to see how our life was for that day. And, and this is something that's done um, all the way through even businesses, right? Like when they get to the end of their year, they see, did they have a profit, did they not? What went well, what area didn't go well? And then they try to do things to make changes for the coming year to improve on that, right? And we call these resolutions, right? New Year's resolutions. And we're going to talk about some of that a little bit today. Um, I myself, I have already a couple of resolutions that I'm going to go with. And uh, one of them is actually a resolution that I had for all of 2023. Um, I am horrible with church receipts. And I lose them, and I don't turn them in, and then Allie hunts me down, and... So I made a resolution for this year that I wasn't going to lose one receipt, and I failed. Okay, But I'm better at it this year, at the end of this year, than I was last year. So it's improved a little bit. So I'm rolling that resolution over to 2024, but this time I'm not going to make something silly like I'm not going to lose one receipt. I just I want to improve upon what I did this year and get better at it. So some, sometimes we can just do that, right? So when we start talking about resolutions, we see that businesses do it, and, and, and we should do that with our lives too. So a lot of years, I never made any resolutions. And guess what I accomplished that year? Like, not much. Like, if, if you want to be completely successful at resolutions, don't make any. You'll, you'll succeed at that 100% of the time. But if you make some, then you have the chance to grow in many different areas, whether it's health or whether it's finance or whether it's relationships. Like all of these things, we can try to make a resolution to improve on our lives and have 2024 be better than 2023, right? So we're going to start out with our reading and then we'll start to see how some of this all ties together. But we're going to be in Deuteronomy chapter 6. So if you want to turn in your Bibles, um, we're, going to, we're going to read in there. We're going to be reading verses 4 through 9. So what's going on in Deuteronomy and when we get to chapter 6? So Moses is here and he's talking to Israel. And Israel is getting ready. God's preparing them to enter the promised land that's been promised for a lot of years. And all of this generation's parents, they were the ones that were supposed to go into the land and they didn't get to because they didn't believe. And so that generation passed in the wilderness, but now this generation gets to go. And Moses doesn't want them to make the same mistakes that the previous generation did because he saw it and he watched it all happen. Moses himself isn't going to get to enter the promised land because of how all of that played out there, right? So let's just start out reading first, and we're going to start in verse 4 of Deuteronomy chapter 6, and it says, Hear, O Israel, 
Yahweh is our God. Yahweh is one. You shall love Yahweh your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and you should speak of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. All the time, right? Do this all the time. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as phylacteries between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And so when we read this, there's two things that I want to have with us. We're going to talk about the actual scripture and what that means. But I also wanted to show you some things about resolutions within these five verses, right? These are things that are really um, important when we make resolutions. So when it comes to resolutions, like I have a second resolution. And this second resolution stems from my health. So I went to my knee doctor in November and he's telling me my days are numbered with my knees, that I'm going to have to get them replaced, right? Yeah. But he wants me to lose 40 pounds before I get the surgery because he wants more weight off me so that they'll, they'll function better, they'll last longer. So my other resolution this year, and I have more, but these are the ones I'm sharing, is I want to try to lose 40 pounds, right? And to do that, I'm going to share a story with you. To do that, I have to let go of one of the loves of my life. And by love of my life, I mean something I've been attached to for 50 years. Okay? So I'm going to take you all to a July hot summer day in 1973. I was five years old. Okay? My family, I'm the youngest of three brothers and two sisters, and we grew up poor. But we did one family vacation that all of us actually went to, and it was to Mackinac Island, right? So it's this hot day, and we're all on Mackinac Island, and I am thirsty. And they had those old-fashioned carts that they push with the ice and the glass sodas that are colder than plastic and can pop, but, and he pulls them out, and there's this pop I've never seen before, and it's green, and it is Mountain Dew. Younger guys, if you wonder how long Mountain Dew's been around, it's been around a long time, right? It was the day I met this drink. That drink, it doesn't leave my side. If you know me, if you've been around me, if I come over your house, Dave, if we play board games, what do I have sitting next to me? Mountain Dew. That glass of Mountain Dew that's right over on that counter, right? It's a love of my life. And if I'm really going to want to lose this 40 pounds, I'm going to have to give that up. Right? I've done it in spurts. I've done, what, two months, three months. But then as soon as life hits hard, as soon as I don't get enough sleep. As soon as there's too much stress, I go right to that comfort of that Mountain Dew, right? So how am I going to 
do that? How am I going to take that and make it something that isn't in my life that's going to help me to lose some weight, right? Another way, another thing I'm going to do is I, I have a friend. His name is Roger Allen. Some of you might know who he is. He's lost a lot of weight, and he did it not from working out. He changed his diet, literally just changed his food, and so I'm reaching out to him to find out what he did, and I'm going to try his way because um, he's had both knees replaced, and when he walks, you can, it's hard to tell that he has both knees replaced, um, and that's what I want. Like, I, I want to look normal. I don't want to be, you know, um, so... I'm going to get a hold of him, and that's another thing I'm going to do. I'm going to try to change those things up like he did so that I can try to do that. So the third thing is if I can get enough weight off and I can go to the gym and my knees can last, I'm going to get in the gym, right? We bought a gym membership in December, and so far no one in the family has gone. So isn't that funny? That's how it works, right? So these are a couple of those, and, and why am I talking about that? Because what we are going to talk about along with this passage and its, um, and its, its biblical meaning, we're going to talk about resolutions today, if you haven't gotten the hint. So resolutions, I started looking up last week, and it's like, where, where did this come from? How did this start? Like, what happened? And, and everything that I found is that it goes all the way back to Babylonia, isn't that crazy? Like, all those thousands of years ago, they would make resolutions to the gods for uh, food and crops and fertility and all those things. Like, they would make these resolutions all the way back then. But then I started looking at Deuteronomy 6, and I'm like, I think maybe Moses may have done this before they did. Right? So let's, let's look at that for a second with it. And let's concentrate on verses 5 and 6. And it says, verse 5, You shall love Yahweh your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. So this is what Moses wants Israel to do so that they don't fall into what the previous generation did, right? And then verse 6, it says, These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. So Moses is telling Israel, Make this a resolution in your life that you are going to love God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. So my first point when we're talking about resolutions today is just that resolutions are a good thing. It's, it's something that, that can help us grow and help us improve. And Moses is saying this right here to them. He's like, I'm commanding you to do this. Make this a resolution that this will be on your heart, that you are going to love God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. So this passage, I was taking a, I have nine classes left, including the class that I'm in to graduate from um, college and get my, my Bible major. And a class that I had in 2023 was on the Pentateuch. And when we got to Deuteronomy, like, when I got into this part of the passage and this part of the class, it hasn't left me this whole year. Like, I keep thinking about love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. 
And that's, that's really what he wants for me. And it's, it's been something that's with me. It's been something that, that I teach often to the shelter at Carriagetown and to the guys at Life Challenge, that if you ever want to know, like if you sit here and you wonder, what does God want from me? This is what he wants from us. He wants us to love him with everything that we have. Everything, right? So when something like this comes up, I always like to see, like, do we, does it, do we talk, is this talked about in other places in the Bible? And there's a couple of them that I want to bring up, and I'm sure there's more. But we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 3. It's a very famous passage. It's, it's on wall hangings and painted on walls and posters and bumper stickers. And, and we're going to read it, and we're going to, we're going to see this almost same thing as what Moses said in Deuteronomy chapter 6. So Proverbs chapter 3, starting in verse 5. Trust in Yahweh with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, in everything you do, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. So you see Moses saying, love God with everything you do, right? And then we see here to not lean on what we know, but through loving God, by loving God, we're going to know what he wants us to do, and we're going to do those things, and we're going to follow him. And it's right here in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 as well. But this is the Old Testament, right? And sometimes we look at the Old Testament, and we're like, well, that was for Israel. That isn't necessarily for us, right? So if we go to Matthew chapter 22, we see that Jesus gets tested and he's asked a question and his answer is right along the lines with everything that we're talking about. So they're trying to trick up Jesus and we're going to start in verse 35, which I don't have for you to put up there, Mason, but we'll, we'll get it up there with verse 36. And it says in verse 35, and one of them, a scholar of the law, asked Jesus a question, testing him, saying, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment, and the second is like this, that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Right? So we see that this is what Moses and what God wanted Moses to tell the people of Israel to do. And then we see it later on in the Proverbs. But then we also see that Jesus says it. So this must be an important thing, right? This must be something that God really wants us to do, is to love him with everything that we have. So now that we see that it comes through all of that, and if we're a believer, and, and, and we've accepted Jesus as our Savior, Jesus is saying, this is what I want you to do. Sometimes I go through my day and I literally break things down into those two things. What I just did, was that showing that I love God? What I just did, is that loving others? And if, if I'm not doing that, then I'm not doing what the Lord wants me to do and therefore I'm not loving him with all my heart and all my mind and all my soul, right? So we're going to go back to, with that in mind, to Deuteronomy chapter 6, and we're going to go into the next parts of the verse. So I just wanted to see, like, 
this is what God wants from us. This can be something that's a resolution for us this year, is to try and work on that. Not perfect it, we won't, we'll never perfect it, but it's something that we can work on, right? So, so keep that in mind, and we're going to start in verse 7, and it says, you, you shall teach them diligently to your sons, and shall speak of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as phylacteries between your eyes. You shall write them on your doorpost and on your house, and uh, on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Right. So, what's Moses doing here? He's giving them a list of things to do. Right. He's helping them plan a way in order to be able to accomplish what he wants them to set in their heart, which is to love God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength, right? So he sets out a plan for them. And our first point that we talked about with resolutions is that they are a good thing, and it's good to do them, right? But the second thing is that resolutions need planning, right? If, if I say I want to lose 40 pounds and I don't in any way make a plan on how I'm going to lower how much Mountain Dew I drink or how I'm going to lose weight, I'm probably not going to be very successful, right? So with my Mountain Dew, my goal, and first off, I'm not starting it till January 2nd, okay? Okay, that's... But sometimes that's wise. My goal is to go down to one can a day. I'm not going to tell you how many I drink a day right now, but my goal is to go down to one can a day, and I'm setting it up as a reward for myself so that every night when we have dinner, if I make it through that day, I get that one can, which is going to greatly reduce the amount of Mountain Dew that I drink, okay? It really will. But then what ends up happening after that, the longer that I do that, and this is my normal routine when I try to stop drinking Mountain Dew. Each night as it goes on that I do that and I get that one can, all of a sudden I don't drink the whole can. I get to where I only drink like half the can, and then it just tastes so sugary, and then I, honestly I don't want it anymore. Right? So that's me making a plan with that Mountain Dew to try and get myself to where I can stop drinking that which will make me better health-wise in a lot of ways and help me drop some weight, right? So there's a plan there. And and that's kind of what I I want to see there is Moses sets this out and in these verses tells them, teach it to your kids, to talk about it. Like, we should talk about Jesus in our house. It it, it shouldn't be a Sunday-only thing. And as you're coming and as you're going, they would put it on their doorpost and on their gates so that they saw it. And so all of this is going on with their lives. They would have things that they would put around their wrists that would have Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 6 on it that would help them to remember. And what are they trying to remember? If, if you are one of God's people, if you are a follower of Jesus then this is something that you want to do. And with them having this on there, that was to help them remember, I belong 
to God. We belong to Jesus. And so then when I go to start doing something, maybe I see that on my wrist and as I, as I reach out to take my neighbor's sheep, I don't do it. My neighbors don't have sheep. But the, the idea was that, that they had those planters there. Now, phylacteries between their eyes, that is a little thing that would be right on their forehead. And it was there to serve as a reminder. And it would serve as a reminder as you're coming and as you're going because you would see that on other people, right? My wife wanted me to take a post-it note and come up here and have it on my forehead. I thought about it. I thought about it. But I didn't do that. But it, it served as a reminder, and that, that's still a practice today. They, they do that when they do their morning prayer. And it, it, it's a reminder. I'm sorry, it's a reminder. So when we look back through these verses, when we see that all of these things are set up, they're not only a plan, but they're also reminders. And that was the biggest thing I got when I was going through that class and I'm reading through this this year. I'm like, love God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. And like, we always just leave it and stop at that verse, right? We just, we stop there. This is what God wants. But when we read the rest of this, it gives us a plan and it gives us reminders. And I just realized it's like, you know, that's, that might be one of the things as believers, that we don't do enough. We don't set reminders in our life to go through today and to go through tomorrow and the next day until something doesn't go right and, and things of that nature. So reminders are a very important thing. So the third point that I wanted to talk about today with this is that resolutions need reminders, right? Obviously... I'm not going to walk around with a phylactery between my eyes, right? And, and none of you are either. And we're probably not, I mean, maybe WWWJ on our wrist or something, you know, like what would Jesus do? But we're not going to do that, but there are reminders that we can set in our lives, right? There are ways and things that we can do that we can grow closer to God. And that's what he wants from us. See, once we accept Jesus as our Savior and we get baptized, those are probably two of the easiest things we are ever going to do in our Christian walk. And then after that, the hard work sets in. So what does God want from us, right? He wants us to love him with all of our heart and all of our mind in all of our soul, right? And I want to take you back to Genesis. Because in Genesis, God created Adam, and then he created Eve, and then he walked in the garden with them, and he talked with them, right? He had a relationship with them. This was something that went on. And it's what he wants from all of us. He wants that personal relationship. The other thing that's just always crazy to me, and I love it, is God took each animal to Adam to see what Adam was going to name every animal. And Adam named all the animals. Do you think that God knew what Adam was going to name the animal? Yeah. I think he did. Yeah. he did. So why did he do it? 
Because he wanted that relationship. He wanted that time. He wanted to be together with his creation that he loved so much. And he spent time with it. God wants that from us as well. Even here on earth right now, he wants that relationship with us. So when it comes to relationships, whether it's a spouse or whether it's your family or whether it's, you know, your best friend, how does that grow? How do we make relationships get better? We do two main things in my book. We communicate with each other, we're talking, and we spend time together, right? And that's how we learn to know each other. And that's how we learn to develop relationships. And it's the same with God. God's not different in that aspect. For us to get to know him better, for us to know him, for us to hear him in our heart when he speaks and he's trying to lead us to do something, we have to spend time with him. For us to love him with everything we have, we have to spend time with him. So how do we do that today? How do we set out a plan that goes along with these resolutions to do this today? The two big things that come right off the bat are praying and, and reading your Bible. Coming to church where we're singing praises to the Lord like we did today and where you hear the word. But you have to spend time with them, right? There's, there's the time and then there's the communication. The Lord will speak to you through what you read. And when you pray, he's going to give you peace about something. Um, my wife and I, like that's, that's what we look for. And when we're praying about something, we tend to not move on it unless we have peace about it. And that's what we look for. And we pray for that. But when you spend that time together, man, that voice gets louder. You know? Um, a silly example. Oh, okay. So... I had a good amount of pizza in my car, and I was finishing my last activity, and I had more than enough than my family needed. And the Lord put it on my heart to go take some to somebody that I was having a little bit of issue with at the time. And so I'm driving down Miller Road, and I'm like, Lord, I don't want to do this. But he put it on my heart. Right? And it, was, it wasn't just quiet. It was like, you're not going to eat all that. Like, I, I might as well, I'm looking, I'm like, you're, you're not going to eat all that. Your family's not going to eat all that. And I did what I was supposed to do. And I went and I took that to them, and it was a good thing, right? That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. When we spend that time, that will develop in us, and it'll become part of our heart, and we will hear that. and we can respond to what he puts on our heart. So we see that there's some planning there. So those are two of the big ways. Another way that you can do this is through serving. You know, we do the food pantry. Uh, we go to the jail. Um, and, and there's other things that pop up all the time that we do as ministry. It might be going and helping someone move or things like that. And when we do those things, it creates interactions. And those interactions create... Sometimes, if I'm having a really bad day, and I go and do some of these things, and I see other things that are going on in other people's lives, and I just sit there and, Lord, I'm sorry. You know, um, 
being around other people lets us be a support. It lets us pray for them. It lets us, it lets us see that everyone's going through stuff. And sometimes we find people that are going through what we're going through, exactly what we're going through. And they can help us with it. So serving and being around people is, is another way. So this is the planning part of loving God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul, is you try to do the things that are going to draw you closer to God, right? James 4.8 says, draw close to God, and God will draw close to you, right? God doesn't say, well, stop, you're too close, don't come any closer. Like, he, he doesn't say that to us. It says, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. So what that means is how close of a relationship that we develop with God, it's on us. It's, it's on our prayer life. It's on reading the Bible. It's, it's on spending that time with him and communicating with him. And that relationship grows. And it grows, grows, and grows to where from our heart, without even trying, we start being nicer. We start not getting angry or we stop getting angry quickly or we say sorry really fast after we get angry. I'm preaching to the choir on this. So those things can happen, and they can be a real benefit and a reality. But then we need to also have reminders. So what do we do when it comes to reminders, right? My wife's way better at this than me. I'm improving. But we have a family app. We have an app that has, if there's something we need food-wise, it goes in the appropriate place, whether it's Sam's Club or Walmart or Kroger or whatever, and we put it in there when we realize it or we won't forget it. That's our reminder for that, right? Everything we do as a family, it's on this calendar. So if you go on our calendar this morning at 9.30, it says church times two, right? Which means we have church today and we're going to go to both services. So we have that calendar to give us a reminder. But what's also cool about that calendar is when the event is that day and when it's coming up, that time's coming up, we get a notification on top of it being in there to look at. We get a notification on our phone to remind us, hey, I got to be here, right? And, and we can set those kind of reminders. A couple months ago, uh, there was a guy at Life Challenge that I was mentoring. And he wasn't finishing his whole time at the program, but he decided that he was ready and he was ready to go home. And so on that night, that was going to be his last night along with the other people that were graduating. I told him I was going to be there. I didn't put it in my calendar. I didn't get the reminder. And I forgot. Right? And I felt horrible about it. But my point is, when you put some of those things in your life, it helps you not only planning so you can work on it, but also that you can have those reminders, right? Every morning we get up to what? An alarm clock, right? No. Okay, well, you're lucky. But everybody else in here tends to get up at an alarm clock to start their day and what they have to do, right? If you're a kid, your parents are your alarm clock, right? That's who wakes you up for the day. But that's a reminder. It's time to get up. It's time to do this. And so 
when we're looking at this, when we're looking at our New Year's resolutions, one, I encourage you guys, make them. You know, make them, think about them, but then put a plan to it. And then not only put a plan to it, but have some reminders. If you're supposed to go to the gym at 6.30 in the morning, don't just set your alarm that you can snooze. Like, have a reminder, right? And so when we're talking about, like, you can make spiritual resolutions too, right? This is what we're talking about. So when we start looking at that, like, maybe you want to read your Bible more. So maybe you start sticking your Bible in a spot where you always go or sticking it in your car seat next to you or something like that. For me, one of the things that I do for a reminder to try to keep me to remember that I belong to the Lord and that matters in how I act that day and what I do, I will listen to contemporary Christian music in my car all day. You get in my car, that's what's on, guaranteed, most of the time, most of the time. But and it's what I do, and it helps me a ton in my own life, right? It, what it does is maybe I'm in a bad mood. Before I know it, I'm singing praises just like we did today, and I'm not in a bad mood anymore, right? If I've done something that day that maybe I shouldn't have, it'll help me get to where I need to be to where I call and say I'm sorry, you know, um, and I ask for forgiveness for it. It's a reminder. It's, it's something that I have in my life every day as I'm going through my day, and it helps me do that. Another way, um, Brother Roy, he has a mass text that he sends out to a bunch of people with a Bible verse every day. Yeah. And that Bible verse sometimes is a huge encouragement to my day, right? It's, it's a reminder. It's, it helps me remember I belong to Jesus. Like, it matters how I act today. It matters what I do. And not just going off and doing what I want, right? Like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, lean not on my own understanding. And if I just get up and run for the day, I'm probably doing what my understanding is for the day, right? But when I start it and I have prayer in my life and I spend time with God and I have reminders like that throughout my day and I have other apps that send me a devotional or send me ideas for um, things with the church to, to help do some things in a certain manner or something, whether it's for kids or outreach opportunities. Or I, I get this stuff that tries to help keep me every day centered on loving Jesus with all my heart and doing what he wants me to do, right? Because we're the light of the world. And if we're doing what we're supposed to do, if we're loving God with all our heart and all our mind and all our soul, that light's going to show. And that light can lead other people to come to know Jesus. And that is what we're here for, right? 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, whether you eat or whether you drink, whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God, right? If you want an explanation of loving God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul, we want to get to the point where what we do on a daily basis all of it's bringing glory to God. And this is where resolutions come into play. So resolutions are a good thing. But they need planning, right? If I don't make a plan with this Mountain Dew, I'm not going to do it. If I don't go talk to Roger 
and find out what he did and write that out and then go and get the groceries for me to eat that way, I'm not going to do any of those things, right? So you make a plan and then you set reminders, right? Set reminders in our life that help us draw closer to God and God will draw closer to us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that you bring us a word like this from Moses, Lord, but that it goes all the way through to Jesus, Lord, where he tells us the same thing, that you want us to love you with everything we have and to love others, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that this will encourage us to do some things like set up some prayer times this year, Lord, to, to decide that I'm going to read through the whole Bible this year. And, and even if we only get to the end of the Old Testament, Lord, that's still much better than if we set no goal at all and set no resolution and, and didn't try, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that this will be on our hearts and that we will, we will try to do some of these things this year and, and look over our lives and, and do some things that can make 2024 uh, better, Lord, and bring more honor and glory to you this coming year than, than I did this year, Lord. Thank you for your word, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.